Welcome to the Booze Free Writer Podcast. Are you worried about your drinking? Tired of sitting on the couch with your Chardonnay? Thinking that life is passing you by? You are in the right place. Join Jackie Elliott every week for down-to-earth chats and practical advice to help you kick the booze and live life to the full. Welcome to the Booze Free Writer podcast. Today I'd like to talk about resistance. Well, very early on, I encountered huge internal resistance to the idea of never drinking alcohol again. The day one was not the problem. I could always manage one day with no booze, usually after a drinking binge, which left me physically dehydrated and exhausted. In that state, it was very easy to convince myself that I would never ever drink again, and I would really believe it. After particularly heavy sessions, day two was also not a problem. It was when I got to day three and I began to feel better, this this was when the resistance to any change in my drinking behavior became an issue. Oh, sure, I promised myself that in future I'd be far more responsible. I'd only drink at weekends. Or, my very special favourite lie to myself, I'd start drinking wine of so much better quality and I'd only sip and savour. It was the thought of all that nasty cheap stuff which was the problem. So, you may encounter resistance in the same kind of way. I like to think about that resistance as if it were a flywheel. So an example of a flywheel is one of those uh, old-fashioned water wheels that used to run mills. It's a very heavy, slow-moving wheel that took a huge amount of effort to start moving. But the good thing was, once it gathered momentum, it began to spin freely and it required very little effort to keep it going. And this is a great analogy to a sober journey. The hard part is pushing through that resistance at the beginning. Well, at least after day two. The resistance, of course, is against the effort to change, the effort required to endure those cravings, the inconvenience of changing a very comfortable schedule and a a habit of maybe many, many years. But the way to get that flywheel moving is to consciously gather the positive aspects of prolonged periods without booze. So you remember how nice it was to get into bed with a clear head and wake up without a hangover, right? That feeling of resistance will lessen with every positive experience of a booze-free existence. Plus, As you get into the groove of this new booze-free life with new routines and new habits and schedules, it gets a lot easier to challenge your internal resistance and to keep that flywheel spinning freely. There is no instant fix, of course. It is as hard to get into the groove of sobriety as it is to move that wheel 
from a stop position to be freely moving. But after that first resistance, the trick is to keep that sober uh, wheel spinning. And the best way I found is to continuously measure your progress and to savor the joys. The small changes really do add up. If you embrace the freedoms and the, and the, the joy and, and daily gratitude that a booze-free life brings, rather than focus on the perceived uh, deprivation of not drinking, then it all becomes a lot easier. So what are those uh, examples of those freedoms and joys? Well, here's some examples from my own favorites. I have the freedom to drive everywhere and anywhere and all of the time. After a party, home from a restaurant. No longer do I have to stress over how much I've drunk or I have to try and make a one glass of wine last all evening. evening. I have to, I no longer do I have to white knuckle it through a whole evening or I have to make arrangements to stay over in somebody else's bed. It also means that if I have to get up early and drive anywhere, I have a clear head, no hangovers and no nagging feelings that I might still be over the limit. Sleeping through the night, a lovely refreshing sleep is still something that I wake up and and thank my sobriety for. It's a lovely refreshing full eight hours. There's no passing out after blackouts. I have a great bed, bedtime routine that involves tea, pyjamas, a book. I actually take care of my teeth, which was something that was lacking when I staggered to bed full of wine. There's no waking up at three o'clock in the morning, dehydrated with a pounding head and self-recriminations, wishing that I had never had that last glass or bottle of wine. There's no struggling to remember what I said or, or did. And there's no falling back into a sweaty sleep and then finally waking up a few hours later feeling terrible. I sleep like a baby every single night. And in the morning, another joy of my life is I can drink coffee. Because before, even though I loved coffee, I couldn't gag it down because there was so much acid swilling around in my stomach. So I sipped on water and then tried half a cup of coffee. I can also... Drink, uh, eat a healthy breakfast now with my, with as much coffee as I like. Because of the acid, I would always eat grease and carbs to keep everything down. Now I can have a couple of cups of Joe, a healthy breakfast, and then that sets me up for a healthy day. And all this good eating means I'm far more likely to exercise. And when I'm feeling good about myself, I can eat dessert. I would never eat dessert before because I saved all my calories for wine. So I avoided dessert, cake, cookies, ice cream. And now I can actually have those treats and enjoy them. My life is a lot less chaotic because I avoid drama. I don't instigate drama by saying stupid things or posting ridiculous stuff on social media. I don't misinterpret posts I don't answer them and go down the rabbit holes of Facebook arguments. I have much better boundaries for those drama queens who thrive, still thrive on all this silly stuff. I'm far more honest, especially with doctors, which is a great thing. I always lied about my drinking. 
I always said that I drank about 12 units of alcohol a week because that sounded plausible. The fact was, I was drinking around 65 to 70 units of alcohol a week. Now, not only am I able to say zero units of alcohol, I can also tell my doctor, be honest with them. These are the accumulated uh, positive things about sobriety, which I use to counter any resistance. I use them daily to keep that flywheel spinning. Even today, after seven years of sobriety, there are still new experiences that I would never have enjoyed if I hadn't pushed that resistant flywheel. I'm present in my grandchildren's lives. I was able to help my mother and be a support to my brother when we lost my dad during the pandemic. I'm grateful that I was fully present for that experience, even though the feelings were of grief and sorrow. I felt that I honoured my dad because I hadn't drowned those feelings in booze. I can handle a family crisis in the same way that I can experience every single one of our family's joyful milestones. I can make great memories. So if you are feeling the resistance, I urge you to keep pushing. Get that flywheel moving. It's worth it in the end. Thanks so much for listening to me today. I'll see you next week for a new episode of the Booze Free Writer podcast. Thanks for listening. Jackie Elliott is the author of the best-selling memoir, Sober Ever After, and How I Quit Drinking, and How You Can Too. Both books are available on Amazon. If you would like to work with Jackie, why not join the Just Breathe Project, 100 Days of Sober Support. Check the Booze Free Writer emails for more details. Don't forget to tune in next week for more great tips for your sober journey.